when we say we have an inward mindset, it means we view people as objects. Whereas if we have an outward mindset, we view people as people, we see them as people, we see their humanity, and their needs and challenges are just as valid as my needs and challenges. Welcome to the People Are the Plan podcast. Today, part one of our two-part Outward Mindset series. This week, Jim McNeil from the Arbinger Institute shares how adopting an outward mindset can help drive dramatic results. And now, here's our host, Leah Gregg. Hi, pals. Welcome to The People Are the Plan by Smart Savvy Associates. Each episode, we talk about how to grow leaders that inspire, build teams that thrive, and create work cultures that rock. Every episode is like having a cup of coffee with some of the smartest people on the planet. I'm your host, Leah, and I'm here to learn right along with you. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, Jim, welcome to the People Are the Plan pod. We're so thrilled to have you, and and thanks so much for being here. To kick things off, uh, how about you share a little bit about yourself and and the Arpenter Institute? Okay, really uh, excited to be here, Leah, and have a chance to talk about Arbinger and the Outward Mindset. So I I got introduced to Arbinger through a a young man that worked for me. I was in the Navy Reserves, and I was recalled to active duty. And this young man worked for me, and he gave me, uh, for Christmas, gave me a copy of our our best-selling book, Leadership and Self-Deception. Okay. And so we were on a trip overseas, and I read it on one of our plane rides. And when I read it and we got off the plane, I was angry with them because it it talked about someone being in the box and having an inward mindset. And so I immediately accused him of of, uh, saying that I was this awful person and that I was inward. And, and of course, he worked for me, so he backtracked and, oh, no, sir, it's you're great. You're fantastic. Uh, I just thought you might find it interesting in a not you type of person. Not, not you type of way. Yeah. Uh, but of course I was in the box and of course I was inward. So it was, that was my first introduction. And then as I, I tried to internalize a little bit, I reached out, we had, I had him reach out to Arbinger and I didn't know what Arbinger was or the Institute was or anything. And so we had one of the partners, Jim Farrell, come in and do a two day workshop for me and my senior leadership team and we actually got immersed in the in the concepts of the outward mindset. And this was back in August of 2015. Uh, my time in the uh, my reserve uh, recall was up in the fall of 2017. So a couple years later, Jim and I had still kept in contact. And I just shot him a note uh, when I had I had owned a, my own business. I had sold that. I owned a building. I sold that. And I knew that I you know I needed something to do. So I reached out to him and just said, hey, look, you know, I'm a big fan of Arbinger and uh, love to be a part of it. And uh, if you had anything that you think might be a fit for me, love to talk about it. And uh, I guess the rest they say is history. And I started with them. And uh, so I'm a client solutions director. So I work with on the corporate side. So I work with corporate clients to look at, you know, their businesses and some of the challenges that they face and then how having an, you know, an outward mindset and how some of the tools and, and things and some of our work would be helpful to them. So that's kind of what I do on a daily basis. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing what an incredible journey you've had. Uh, we all appreciate uh, your, your service and, and all these thank great you. things. So 
Thank you. So, so let's dig into that. You've brought up here in our intro uh, this concept of mindset, and you and the Arbinger Institute have identified two very clear types, and and would love to hear more from you, kind of outlining them. and And can you explain an inward mindset uh, versus having an outward mindset? Absolutely. So, having an inward mindset is really what we're kind of born with. It's kind of what we've evolved to. You know, it's really taking care of ourselves and and really being self-focused. And if you think about it, as we evolved and as we, uh, you know, survival was was a little bit dicier than it is today in 2019, uh, we really had to be focused on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have time to be uh, anything but focused on, hey, where are we going to sleep tonight? Where's our next meal going to be? So it's, it's certainly kind of an evolutionary type situation. But when you say you have it, when we say we have an inward mindset, it means we view people as objects. Whereas if we have an outward mindset, we view people as people, we see them as people, we see their humanity, and their needs and challenges are just as valid as my needs and challenges. So yeah, that sounds pretty powerful. Yeah. So we objectify, so if we're inward, we objectify people. And it, what we, what our work shows is that if we see people as objects, there's typically three ways that we see them. One is that as a vehicle that I can use. Second is an obstacle in my way. Or number three is just simply irrelevant to me. Hmm. And when I uh, have done talks and done uh, training for folks, I think if you think about it as not necessarily what you've done as you've been under, inward to another person, I think what resonates with people is if you ask them, How, have you felt this way? So for example, have you ever felt like a vehicle for somebody that they could use? Did you ever have a boss come to you and say, look, I don't really care. I just need you to get this done, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not, your needs and challenges are not important to that person. They're just a vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever had, you know, have you ever had yeah. the situation where someone said, well, I'm not going to, you know, I just don't even want to mess with Leah because she's just, you know, she's just going to be an obstacle. So I'm just going to just ignore, just move, her, you know, move, move around her. So that's the second one. And then the third one is, where, where you just, you know, we you just feel like, hey, this person doesn't even value me as a human being. I'm really irrelevant to them. And, and, it, and, it, and you know, I think the, it's very important to, to understand when we say someone's inward versus outward, we're not being pejorative when we say that someone is being inward because, again, that's how we're, that's how we're wired. And so we have to take our wiring and rewire it to be, to be outward. And so what we do at Arbinger is we really dig into the difference between inward and outward mindset, really make it personal for people. And then we all, then we give them uh, tools for how to implement their in their own lives, how to sustain it and how to do it from a personal and a business uh, setting. And, and one of the really fun things about Arbinger and one of the really exciting things about working at Arbinger is the impact that we have on people you know, when I was a recruiter, that was the business mm-hmm. that I sold. Uh, I, I made a lot of uh, people really happy. I changed people's lives for the good. And so while I was out there as a salesperson and, you know, I was doing a job, I was still, you know, I, I felt doing something for the, for the, for, you know, for my fellow man. Mm-hmm. But Arbinger is the exact same way because a lot of times when we do different types of business training, it only affects people in a business sense. You know, one, one of the examples yeah. I like to use is, is like uh, Lean Six Sigma training. 
you know, okay. and green belt and black belt. And, and yeah. there's a lot of companies that do that. And, and that's fantastic training. And, you know, they have different projects that they do and it, it is for efficiency and, and, and lean processes and things. But if someone's a, a lean six Sigma green belt or a black belt, you know, they don't take that training and go home and, and talk to the family about, Hey, we're going to do a uh, lean six Sigma project on emptying the dishwasher. Mm. It's typically yeah. something that doesn't translate to your home life. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. <laughs> yeah. But the outward mindset, seeing people's people and being alive to their humanity has an unbelievably powerful, powerful impact on any relationship that you have. And for most of us, our most important relationships are with our family. Yeah, totally. And oftentimes, those are the ones that are, are the most difficult mm -hmm. because those are the people that we care about. Yeah, and there's always lots to work through. Yeah, yeah, things constantly changing. So this is, so thank you so much for that context. And I think kind of understanding, outlining what that looks like. For those of us who are maybe having some sparks of recognizing those three kind of identifiers of that inward mindset, you know, are there, what are there kind of common pitfalls would you see happening within a team that kind of are holding them back or, or keeping them from that connection? And how could we kind of, based on what we're feeling, but also what do we see in teams that have the inward mindset? How are they performing? Well, it's, it's a great question. And so a real common pitfall and one of, the, one of the real challenges I think today in modern business is that most companies are very, very lean. And most companies are very, very busy. And when you're busy, it's the natural tendency, again, we're, we're, we're flawed human beings and our yeah. natural tendency is just to be inward. Right. So some of your most conscientious and some of your most hardworking employees oftentimes are your most inward employees. And a very common pitfall and a very common symptom of, of having an inward mindset in organizations is siloing. Everybody's kind of in their own silo or yeah. uh, and or lack of collaboration. Because, you know, so say you and I are uh, co-workers, you know, you're a department head and I'm a department head and I'm really busy and you're really busy. And while I care about what you're doing, I have my own problems. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have time to worry about Leah's stuff. I got to worry about my own stuff. But what we don't realize is that oftentimes we're making our jobs harder is be because we don't understand the impact that we have on other people. Oh, that's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So if you have, if you're having lack of collaboration, it's very difficult to, to get to, to force people to collaborate if they're not doing it from the proper mindset. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, on the flip side, you know, maybe an area to go is how does having an outward mindset help us, you know, connect with one another, but also help us see the impact we have on others? Well, so if you have an outward mindset, mm -hmm. so if, if you, again, back to the example of you and I being department heads, I can't, if, if, if I came to work every day, very, very aware and of my impact that I had on you, and I came in saying, how can I be helpful to Leah and her team today? And you came to work today saying, how can I be helpful to Jim and his team today? We wouldn't have to be told to, we wouldn't have to be told to collaborate. We would naturally collaborate because right. I would be aware and alive to how I impact you. And you would be alive to how you impact me. 
Wow, that's really powerful. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I think there's there's that awareness there of it's everyone's in it together as well, and 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 trying to recognize how to plug in and elevate others is really exciting to think about. Well, and think about meetings. So yeah. think about think about you again. Back to my example mm -hmm. of of you and I coming to work, and and we're very focused on the impact that we have on other people. So let's say that you and I are in a meeting together and there's six or seven other, say department heads uh, or group heads. And what, what's the big thing, what's the big complaint that people have about meetings? Yeah, they're, they're aimless, they take up too much time. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, right, they're a waste not of time. Not productive, well, yeah, yeah. Right, they're not productive. Mm -hmm. And as you're sitting there, you're listening to someone talk about their issues and their challenges and you're thinking all you're thinking about is your own issues and challenges you're thinking about those emails that are piling up in your in your inbox you're thinking about the fact that you've got to get a project out the door today that's a classic inward mindset yeah. now if you have an outward mindset if i came to work saying i wonder how i can be helpful to leah today and how my work is going to be how, how my work can be impactful to her and we went to a meeting together and you decided to talk about your, what your challenges were and the issues you were facing, I would be thrilled to be in that meeting because you're telling me how I can help you. Yeah. So wow. a meeting, if you're, if you're operating from an outward mindset, going to a meeting and hearing about other people's challenges should be the most exciting part of your day. Mm -hmm. If you're truly operating from an outward mindset, which admittedly, and, and I'm uh, not the greatest example of this from time to time, but it's very difficult to do to show up to work every day focused on other people and how you affect other people. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the rewiring of the brain. But if you think about it, that's the biggest thing that people feel about meetings is because they're only concerned about their own needs and challenges and they don't view other people's needs and challenges as being just as valid as their own. Yeah, and, and also to your point is not seeing your own impact, you're not seeing how you can help others as well. So furthering that bubble or that silo effect existing in that vacuum, yeah. And you may find that if you are helpful, and this is, most of the time is the case, if you're helpful to another person and you help them do your job, it's gonna come back to you also and your job's gonna be easier. So oftentimes we're so focused on ourselves and so focused on our own work that we make things harder on ourselves because we, we never ask someone else how they can be helpful, right. which means never ask you how, how they can be helpful. Right, 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 wow. So it sounds like that's maybe one tactical thing right away. I'm sure there's a lot, but how, how else tactically could we start living with a, an outward mindset um, after listening to this podcast? Well, the, 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 the biggest thing that you can do is just be alive to other people mm. and just be very, very curious about other people and realize that their needs and challenges are just as valid as yours. Let me give you a, let me give you a great example of a very common inward mindset situation. And my, I have to credit my wife for uh, coming up with this example. Nice. You know, depending upon where you live, you're, we're off a lot of us, especially in, in big cities, we're faced with traffic mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes we could, we don't really care at all why that other person's in the car. We just know that they're in our way. Right. Yes. Right? 
Yeah. But they have every right to be out there. They have, and, and their reason for being on the road actually might be much more important than the reason you have. You might be going to the movies. They might be going to see a sick relative in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, if, so the simplest thing to answer your question at a tactical level is just be alive to other people and just understand that their needs and challenges are just as valid as yours are. And if you really truly see people and are really curious about them, you will, it can only be a win for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's super powerful. Uh, Is there, you know, being curious about others and I love your phrasing being alive to others, being curious. Are there kind of questions you learn to ask or, you know, ways to express that? I wouldn't say different specific types of questions. I would just say, ask questions right just and, in general and, yeah yeah just it and again it's it's just being curious about people i mean how many how many times have have you seen somebody and it's a coworker or or a relative or, or someone and you you know they say oh how are you and you start to answer them and you realize they have no interest in what you're saying they truly don't mm-hmm. want, they don't really care how you are <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah you know and and and, and so, you know, we do it as kind of a nicety, but we truly don't care. And I'll mm-hmm. even joke about it sometimes as people say, how are you? I say, do you really want to know? And I've had yeah. people say, not really. <laughs> <laughs> or how was your weekend? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, so that, and I'm being a little facetious, but it's just about being curious. It's mm-hmm. uh, when, when we do our, our two day events at the, at the end of the first day. So day one is all about the inward and outward mindset. And at the end of the first day, there's a homework assignment. And the homework assignment's a little bit of a spoiler alert, but the, the, there's a homework assignment. And the homework assignment is to just get very, very curious about someone in your life, whether it's a family member, whether it's someone in business, whether it's someone in your church, someone in a club, just someone in your life, just get very, very curious about them. So the next morning they come back and, and the facilitator will ask, hey, is, okay, so who did their homework? And of course, like in any scenario, you know, 95% of the ice go to the floor, you know, don't call on me. Don't call yeah, on me. Yeah. Right? yeah. But there's always a couple of people who have done it. Mm-hmm. And the stories that come out of that are so incredibly powerful. And it's and when I've been able to attend uh, these two day uh, events with my clients, it's my favorite part of the entire uh, of the entire two days is to hear these stories because here you had some folks that, and some of them can't even spell Arbinger that when they show up. Right. <laughs> and they show up in the morning, they get a, you know, an optional homework assignment at night. And some of the stories, I remember one in particular was a, a guy that stood up and I don't think he stood up. He just sat there and, and raised his hand and said, you know, I've got a 15 year old daughter. And so she's the one that I picked to be very curious about last night. Yeah. And I started asking her questions and we spoke for two and a half hours. We hadn't spoken for two and a half hours total in the last two years. Wow. And I found out so much stuff about what's going on with her, what's Mm -hmm. going through life, her challenges, things that I had that I thought I knew, but I had no idea. Wow. And this and, and and so this had nothing to do with his the company that was paying for him to go through this training. This was something where he was was on the mend with his daughter and had the potential to kind of mend a relationship that as for those of us that have had teenagers, uh, it's a kind of a dicey time as a parent. And 
there's just story after story after story after story like that. And mm. that's what's just, what's just so powerful. So it, so really long, long answer to your question. Apologize, but oh, no, it's great. it doesn't have to be specific questions. Mm-hmm. Just truly, truly be curious. And what we talk and what we, what we like to say is really see people. And I think when you see people, when you're, when you're interacting with people that truly see you, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, when someone says, how are you? And you start to tell them and you can tell they have no interest in what you're saying. That's not being seen. But when you say, Hey, well, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I was running on the weekend and uh, I sprained my ankle. Okay, well, how is it? Yeah, did you yeah. go to the doctor and they start at and they get curious about you? Yeah, you feel seen, mm-hmm. and that's how you build a relationship, and that's how and that's how you build that outward mindset muscle, as I mm-hmm. like to call it, because cool. it's a muscle that has to be worked. Yeah, absolutely. With practice, yeah. With a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, that's what I say about the outward mindset is. There's a good, it's a good news, bad news scenario. The good news is it's a very, very simple concept. I explained it to you in, a, in less than a minute. So it's mm-hmm. a very simple concept. That's the good news. The bad news is it's very, very hard to do because, again, we're going against our, 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 how we're wired. And I'll talk to clients, and I always, when, when, when clients have gone through some of our training and I do some follow-up calls with them, I'll always will, will ask them, I'll, my first question is always, you know, it's not, hey, do you want to do more things with us? I always ask them, how's your outward journey going? Because okay. it is it's a journey. Yeah, yeah. And what's, what's fascinating is a lot of times what I'll hear is, oh, Jim, I, I don't think I'm doing it right. Well, wh- why, why, why don't you think you're doing it right? Jim, it's so incredibly hard. I can't be doing it right if it's this hard. And the answer is, if it ain't hard, you ain't doing it right. right. It should be hard. So if you're, if it's a struggle, a daily struggle, and it's hard, you're doing it right. So mm. the other thing that I recommend folks do is you got to celebrate wins. And you're okay. going to have wins. You're yeah. going to have little things where you have the opportunity to go inward and even if you do go inward, you, you go, you know, we call it being in the box, you get out mm-hmm. of the box and you take what could have been a, a negative situation and you turn it into a positive one. Those little wins like that are going to help you on your outward journey. But uh, one of our partners, Mitch, uh, used a great uh, line in uh, one of our calls we had with a client. He said, we never arrive. And I thought mm-hmm. that was so perfect. We're never mm-hmm. going to arrive. So this journey is not from A to B. It's from A to infinity. Ah. So, so we're never going to arrive. We're never going to walk. We're never going to say, okay, guys, congratulations. I'm outward. It's not yeah. going to happen. It's understanding what we want to be. We want to be outward, understanding how we feel when we're inward, and then have the tools to get to not stay inward and to keep plugging down the path every single day. Wow, I love you sharing that. That is such a, an amazing overview of, of how, what this is, why it's important, and how it works. That's so profound. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, let me, let me share you a, a story, and, sure. and I actually wrote it up for, for our blog. Okay. Uh, and I think it's a, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a real good example, and it's, 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 it's one of the wins that I celebrated. So awesome. one of the things that we, when we talk about being inward, we have inward styles, and we call them carry boxes. And there's four different carry boxes, and those are better than, 
I deserve worse than or need to be seen as, and I'll mm. cover those here. So better than essentially means that you feel better than everyone else. That's an inward style. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, right? I'm better than everyone else. Uh, yeah. I deserve is the box that I'm in and most of the time, and that's an I deserve box. I deserve to be treated a certain way. So again, it's we're elevating ourselves in both those instances above people. So mm. I'm either better than everybody or I deserve to be treated better mm. than everybody. So then if we feel not as good as people, we put ourselves below people, we're either, need, we're either in a worse than box, which is kind of a, you know, woe is me, everybody's yeah. better than me box, which again is an inward mindset. Or last one is need to be seen as, which is, and, and that's typical of when you feel you're being judged, you feel like you're not good enough, mm. you feel like you're, you're an imposter. You know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a podcast host, but I, you know, of course, present company excluded, but yeah, yeah. podcast host, I don't know what I'm doing is ever, and probably people know it. And yeah. looking at me saying this, this, this lady doesn't know what she's doing. If that's how you felt, that would be an inward mindset. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you have better than I deserve worse than and, and need to be seen now. So mm. let me give you an example and, sure. and I'll use the, I, I deserve box because that's the one I, I pretty much live in, okay. uh, when, I in when I go inward. So, yeah. so I, I had the opportunity and this was last year mm -hmm. to, uh, I had to go to incline engagement and it was uh, in Dallas and the engagement was for those that know there's two airports in Dallas, Love Field, which is where Southwest flies into. And there's also DFW, what kind of most of the other airlines do. And, yeah. and so I had flown in to Love Field but at my event that I was at was at a hotel up by DFW. So I had to get up there and, and I would, this was at the beginning of about a 10 day trip. And so I, and I'm not a great packer. So I had, uh, you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. You're lot prepared. Lots of, I was prepared, but I'm not yeah. <laughs> as much business. It's, you know, you have to admit your weaknesses and as yeah. much business traveling as I've done and as many miles as I've done. Yeah. I'm not a great packer. So anyway, so I flew into Love Field and I never had been to Love Field before, which is kind of amazing. One of the few airports I had never been in and it was, and I had a bunch of stuff. And so I, I went to baggage claim and when I got all my stuff, I, you know, I called an Uber like we all, a lot of business travelers do. And so, you know, the, the you know, it says the you know, Uber app says, okay, he arrived and, you know, he calls me, where are you? And I say, I, I'm here, where are you? Well, I'm here, where are you? So we go back and forth, you know, yeah. which I think anybody that's ever done a ride share, under, that's usually the thing. Yeah. Well, so he said, hey, I'm in the right place. I'm saying, hey, I'm at baggage claim and et cetera. And yeah. so we, we go back and forth and I'm getting madder and madder and madder and madder. We ended up discovering that I was in the wrong place. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but even though I was in the wrong place because in love field, the baggage claim is above where you pick people up, which usually baggage claim is the lowest level. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I was in the wrong spot, which we finally figured out after about 10 minutes, I'm getting angry because I deserve, I'm the customer. I've never been here before. I'm yeah. the customer. I deserve to be treated a certain way. You yeah. work for me. Mm. And you should know where I am mm -hmm. and we shouldn't have to go through all this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's an, yeah. I deserve box. So I gather my stuff, which is a lot. 
and we, I head to the elevator to, to take everything down, and I had this little epiphany, so I, was, I, I gave myself a pat on the back for that, and I said, you know, even though I deserve and I'm the customer, I'm going to treat, how can, I, how can I be outward in this situation? Mm. So I said, oh, I, I decided I was going to be outward, and so I finally found the guy down there, and he, you know, he gets out, and, and, and I said, hey, I apologize you know, and, and let me let me also add to the story that this guy had twelve hundred Uber rides. Oh wow! So this was not this wasn't a rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this guy this guy's been doing this for a long time. That's a lot of rides. Yeah. And so he, I said, hey, I, I apologize for being in the wrong spot. I've never been to this airport before. You know, mm-hmm. of course, I had to throw the excuse in there. And he said, oh, I haven't either. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I just moved here from Chicago. And I'm hoping to make enough money because my wife and infant son are still there. And if I can make enough money over the next several months, then I can bring them down here with me. Oh, wow. So here I was in the I deserve box, assuming that he, you know, that he knew what he was doing, that he should be taking care of me as the customer. Mm. And my his need and challenge was far greater than my need and challenge. My need and challenge was just a few minute delay into my, to my business trip. He was having to be separated from his family in order to, to do this job. So what would have turned, what could have turned into a, and which would have turned into knowing me a really negative Uber ride. And as what I would have done is what I call, I would have lobbed sarcasm grenades into the front seat and, and really just made it a miserable ride for both of us. Mm. Uh, we ended up having a great conversation. He told me about where he was from and, uh, you know, the 20, 25 minute ride was fantastic. So just a little story. Mm-hmm. It's not going to solve world hunger or, or, or solve world, you know, ma- make everybody peaceful in the world, but it's just a little example of having an outward mindset, how fundamentally positively it can change uh, your outlook and your interaction with 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 people just throughout your life wow that's so powerful thank you for sharing that i think i I so appreciate your self-identification and humility and and honesty and saying this is where i've been and, and and sharing your journey uh really hearing from you some key questions about this is you know how identifying how can i be outward you know being alive for others being curious about others. Uh, anything else to, to leave us with to keep in mind? No, I just, I, I think it's, it, it's I, I guess what I would just make sure everybody understands is, as I mentioned, that it's a process. It's a, it's something that is, is we can have the best attentions. Uh, I had a, even myself a couple of days ago uh, in the morning, you know, in the morning, uh, I had two instances in the space of about an hour where I where I just immediately went inward in a couple mm-hmm. of situations. But I think where I'm potentially growing as a as as a person and becoming more outward was not that. And I guess the key point I'd like to leave with is, yeah. is that it's not it's not the fact that I'm gonna that you're gonna start viewing everything outwardly because I don't know how realistic that is, especially. And all I can do is talk about myself. Mm-hmm. But what I have evolved to, if I can use that word, what I've evolved to is that when I do go inward, I recognize that I've gone inward 
and then I try, I, 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 even though it's, 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 we all love being in the box, I get myself out of the box as fast as I can. And, mm. and that's, that's really all we can do. And if, and if we had an organization of people who understood, you know, what outward mindset was, understood what, what their inward mindset, what that meant to them personally, understood when they were in the box and got out of the box as soon as they could, then I think that organization uh, would be much better for it. And does that mean all the problems are going to be solved? Absolutely not. But a lot of, a lot of we've gone into companies and organizations that have struggled for years and years and years with problems that they said just are unsolvable problems. And by going in and spending a little bit of time and getting people focused on other people and not seeing people as objects, uh, we've had a tremendous success rate of solving unsolvable problems. Wow. And another step along your way of uh, turning the world outward, right? That's kind of the, the mission. Is, is That's our mission statement. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Yeah. You know, a lot of companies, a lot of companies, and this is just an editorial comment, but a lot of companies miss it, miss what a mission statement is. A mission statement is supposed to be your, your, what what are you about? What is your, what should you be doing every day? And it's supposed to be short enough so that everybody in the company can recite it from memory. So if, if people have to memorize it and it's difficult, then it's too long, but it's for everybody in the company to be able to look at what they do on a daily basis and say, is what I'm doing right now in support of this mission? So mm. when I go through my day-to-day, I, I take everything and bounce it off. Hey, is, is this helping turn the world outward? Mm. And really, that's what, that's what we're about. And I think there's 7 billion people in the world. And so if we're going to turn the world outward, uh, we got a lot of work to do. Uh, well, thank you for sharing this. This gives us one one step in that direction for sure. Is is getting this over awesome overview from you and these examples and these tangible tactical tips. So, where can folks connect with you to learn more about the Arbinger Institute, the Outward Mindset, and as well yourself? So, uh, then go to our website. It's uh, www.arbinger.com. A R B I N G E R.com. Uh, or they can send me an email at uh, jmcneil at arbinger.com. That's J-M-C-N-E-A-L at arbinger.com. Or simply give me a call on my cell phone, 619-980-9908, 619-980-9908. Awesome. Thank you. And you're, the Arbinger Institute is joining uh, Smart Savvy, joining forces coming up uh, for a leader lounge. That's exciting. Yeah, so this is, uh, I talked to Peter and, and, and Catherine from the uh, uh, Smart Savvy Academy probably, I think it was almost a year ago, uh, and we've been talking and, and, and kind of putting our heads together with some, you know, trying to figure out a way to partner on, on a project, and we came up with this idea of plugging in one of our speakers into cool. the Leader Lounge series, so that's going to be on Thursday, May 30th from 6.30 to 9.00. And the speaker that's going to do that is going to be Chip Huth, uh, H-U-T-H. So I would, uh, if anybody wants to Google him, he's an unbelievably wonderful speaker. Uh, he's got a tremendous story of Arbinger and, and how it's changed his life. And we have tremendous, tremendous speakers at the Arbinger Institute. But 
Chip is, in my opinion, and I'll probably make a few people mad here, but I think Chip's the best speaker that we have. And so cool. I think it's fifty nine ninety five or something, and you know, it, it's it'll be worth every cent to to hear Chip speak. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you for your time today. And so up next on the pod, we're going to be chatting with Sarah Hasseldine and we're talking about the outward mindset and how it's impacted her team. And you've connected us. Is there anything we should know uh, before that chat? We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah is from a company called Vortala and they're a, a fascinating company. They're in, they're a completely virtual company. They're in nine different countries. The two co-owners, one's in Colorado, the other one's in Australia. Cool. And Sarah actually lives in the States. And what they do is they manage the social media presence, websites and, and such for medical professionals. And so they have uh, been on their own outward journey. Uh, Sarah has gone to not only our two-day uh, developing and implementing outward mindset workshop, She's also a certified facilitator, internal facilitator. Cool. And so she has got her own expertise in Arbinger, yeah. uh, having done it from the internal facilitation part. And I'm sure that everyone will be interested to hear, you know, her real tangible successes that they have had by introducing the outward mindset to their organization. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to that. And, and thank you so much for your time, Jim, and joining us and, and really sparking this great concept for us and, and just helping us turn the world outward with you. Thank you. My pleasure. Join us for Outward Mindset, Driving Dramatic Results on Thursday, May 30th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Hear from Chip Huth, Senior Consultant with the Arbinger Institute and Major with the Kansas City Police Department. Chip will share how an outward mindset dramatically transformed policing in Kansas City. Trust us, you do not want to miss this exclusive Leader Lounge event. Head to smartsavvy.academy events for your tickets today.